had enough of you, lass. You're the one that wants you me to... You embarrassed them. You embarrassed me. I followed the you rules. You don't know what you've done. I just don't care. It'll be fire and sword if it's not set right. Just listen. I am the queen. You listen to me. Oh, this is so unfair. <laughs> unfair? You're never there for me. This whole marriage is what you want. Do you ever bother to ask what I want? No. You walk around telling me what to do, what not to do, trying to make me be like you. Well, I'm not going to be like you. Oh, you're acting like a child. And you're a beast. That's what you are. <gasps> Merida. I'll never be like no, you. No, stop that. I'd rather die than be like you. <gasps> You are a princess. I expect you to act like one. Welcome to episode 43 of the What Is About Pixar podcast, the episode we talk about some items from Pixar. Could be taking a character scene or an actual film. Today we've got an amazing cat as for you. This time it's Merida from the film Brave. Let's get straight away to the character profile. Let's be a thank you to our source, the Disney Wiki. Merida, voiced by Kelly McDonald. Merida is a princess by birth and an adventurer by her spirit. She spends her days practicing archery, riding a horse, Angus, and exploring the world around her. She loves her family, but she wants to control her own destiny. Her appearance is slender, pale skin, round face, light from horse, rosy cheeks, pink skin, long curly red hair, blue eyes. Merida's personality is unruly. Kind-hearted, free-spirited, courageous, defiant, headstrong, stubborn, willful, brave, adventurous, rebellious, tomboyish, tough, strong-willed, selfish, very short-tempered, quick-witted, fearless, aggressive, sassy, determined, selfless, caring, daring, bold, and athletic. Okay, let's get ready to start talking a while about Merida. Her 
Okay, so ready to get started on what I love about Merida. And straight off the bat, I'm going to go dive head first bit. So Merida is the 11th official Disney princess, but she's the first to be originated from Pixar. And what I love the most about Merida as a Disney princess is she doesn't fall into that classic stereotype we have of a princess where they are, you know... This, you know, they just, they do all they care about is oh, how they look and doing their hair, you know, and oh, I need to find a boy! And all that, ugh, all that, oh, and, and then just burst into song every 30 seconds. Not that I've got to be wrong with that, but the way they do it is just, oh, it's just, it's a typical stereotype face of babies go, oh, give me a, give me a bucket, someone give me a bucket, no. It's just really, and plus, is that really a representation of what girls are like today? All they care about is doing the hair, the makeup, and oh, I need to put a boy. Is it really? Well, and so I just love how Merida, uh, you know, she is a Disney princess. She does not fall into the typical stereotypes of what a princess is expected to be. And that is seen very much throughout the film, particularly since, um, Merida's mother, uh, Queen Erna, basically spends the entire film trying to make Merida more, um, more royal-like, I suppose, if that's the right word to use for it. Um, and yet we see this, how this puts a strain on both Merida and her family in general because Merida, I can relate, just wants to do her own thing. You know, she wants to take control of her destiny and not just conform into things that people expect to do. I can totally relate to you there, sister, okay? Full power to respect that. Uh, and we see this come out in her personality, which I'd like to go a bit more in detail, because she is a very brave and bold, daring creature. All those things we've said in the, um, in the, in the character profile, and she just does not fit that stereotypical princess role. Rather than being, I just thought like a damsel in distress, um, you know, and all those, and this goes with the traditions and social restrictions, not those sorts. <laughs> the um, restrictions of, oh, I'm a princess, so I've got to mix with royalty, and um, oh, forget those peasants down there. Those sort of restrictions, okay, <laughs> okay, um. Her society, that her society you know, places on her and, all, and expects her to follow and all that stuff. She openly rebels and defies her heritage as a princess. And was like for nothing more than to be an ordinary girl. And I'm like, go for it, you know, go for you there. Because we need to see something different once in a while. Um, because those stereotypical princesses can be so irritating and... I love how we're brave. We get a change, you know. If you think you could sit and watch this film and think, oh, let's get all those princessy films. I need to, films and want to head for the door now. Nope. We, here comes this red-headed girl who is nothing like a princess. May look like it. May wear the, uh, wear, sorry, wear the fancy dresses and all that that princesses wear, but does not act it. And I just love how... She just rebels and just wants to continue doing her own thing, you know. 
like for example her archery which she's very skilled at that um, also riding her, her beloved horse Angus um, but she's also she used to be skilled in lots of other things that you would not expect a princess to be skilled in like for example um, sword fighting um, which is shown in the brave featurette cutting the, the class um, Merida tends to be ungraceful has had bad manners and is extremely tomboyish so she's everything that a princess is not and you know in terms of personality though if you look at her family she seems to be more like resembles her father um she seems her father really yeah more than her mother as the, as the two both tend to be unruly impulsive and quite loud however there's a small part that does resemble her mother in terms of stubbornness and inability to to others, as we see a lot throughout the film break, you know, how Merida, she's desperate to lead her own life. She's not, you know, she just does not want to conform to what society expects of her. And yet you've got a mother here who, again, it's not one of those classic, you know, classic Pixar things that I'm picking up, you know. Maybe we could, do we call it a stereotype? You know, how Pixar likes to paint the parents as the bad guys. Um, we had Django, you know, from Ratatouille, uh, which we did a couple of episodes back, episode 40 actually. Um, you know, we have, we've had him trying to basically downgrade Remy. And here in Brave, we've got Queen Erna trying to basically conform Merida. It's like... Parents, come on. If you're not learning anything, you can't tell your kids what they can or cannot do, whether they are a dreamer, rat, or a rebellious princess. <laughs> mm. Who I actually could see could easily ditch those pre those um, princessy dresses and actually wear some um, rebellious gear. Um, that could have been an easy way to go, but... Mm, you're supposed to be an she's you know she doesn't act like she's actually a part of all family but um as we know here in the old england our rules can be really rebellious and do all sorts of things but that's for another time and not on this podcast um yeah we do love them deeply but they do make it hard to look us to love them a bit like how here with murder makes it hard for hard for her parents to, lo to love her back particularly with her mother um and obviously it's that classic case of murder we which i think a lot of us will recognize a bit will recognize and how you know at a quite young age you know we're just starting out life we have a close relationship with our pet with our family in particular our parents um but as obviously time, you know, goes by and we grow up, you know, and we start to, we start to um, discover what it is we want to achieve in our lives. And there's that big chance that it could be something that our parents would not agree with and that begins to strain. And it depends on how badly the strain gets, um, whether it's salvageable, the relationship with your family, or it's just you've got to basically just go your own own way. Um, yeah, um, we I think we all we could all recognise that at some point in our life. Um, I definitely can. Um, I think that helps, and it's like what with Remy helps me to love Remy. This also helps me to love Miranda because she just is not afraid to basically say, "Well, this is what I want," and 
I'm sorry, but I don't give a damn if you don't like it and you don't do it no matter what. Um, as we see a lot, um, particularly throughout the film, um, obviously, you know, there are times when a mad dog would like to basically just ditch her lessons, which she does do um, during the film in one particular day. Um, she goes out riding on a horse, Angus, and you no, know, it's going to some archery practice, so she shoots down some touch. She shoots arrows at some targets. And I do love how in this little scene we get to see murder. It's a chance for us to ex to get to know what murder is like, what her interests are, without there needing to be any dialogue. We just, you know, have murder doing her activities, the things she loves, and we just listen, and we just pick that up through the help of an amazing score, as always on Pixar. Um, so we can understand, for us to be established quite quickly that this is what murder's interest is, what she loves, and would prefer to do rather than have to basically, you know, um, conform to the family ways, including marriage. Oh dear. Uh, so I think it's quite interesting, actually, what I quickly put out is how um, Pixar has gone, brings up the, the issue of arranged marriage. Now, we all know throughout the many different Pixar films that the Pixar has not been afraid to go in and tackle um, some very, very deep issues that most of us probably would not understand about or not even really talk about. And one of those is the arranged marriage thing. Um, but it's actually something we've seen done a lot in film and TV, particularly when it comes to, you know, having royal families and your period, your period dramas um, for boys and girls, so princes and princesses. Um, and we see her, she's just not wanting any of this and angrily leaves to go to her bedroom and it, their course, leads to a great, amazing scene when we have Ern and her basically, just basically like, you don't listen to me, you don't listen to me. I try to do this. Well, I would be this. You know, it's that great little, you know, big talk that we've all probably wanted to have with our parents at times time work. It's that great big, you know, and the anger and frustration about being conformed in life. It just gets too much. You just want to lay it out. And it's the case of, well, you're just, you don't understand me. You don't understand what I've been through. You don't you don't care about me. Well, you just stop being that... Acting like a spot brat. Now that I'm acting like that, stop acting like that, you're dead. You know, it always ends with the, with the parent not understanding the kid and the kid screaming, I hate you, or wish you were dead, or go to hell. Always like that. And eventually, of course, it's what standard storytelling of how, well, eventually the kid regrets that without some major big incident happening first, which of course is obviously Ella getting turned into a bear by Berard <laughs> for a spell. Um, but I do want to quickly come, uh, talk about the archery scene, which is brilliant because we've got Merida going to show off her skills because a lot of people probably would look at her and think, well, she's a princess. She can't do archery. She should be in the, um, in her room, you know, doing her hair or I don't know, some knitting, or, I don't know, something girly, something girly. And I bet they look at her dress and thought, why is she not wearing pink? <laughs> you know, why is she, <laughs> you know, 
There's so many. There's so many. I could, I could, I could pull out one more. Do one more. Why is the hair like that? It should be all nice and tidy. Instead, it looks like a great big furry mop on her head. <laughs> That's the last one. That's the last one. I put. I could go on. I could go on, but yeah. But I love how it's a great scene because it gives Meadow a chance to basically, um, you know, show off that she is not your typical princess, um, and can basically do archery as best as everybody. Um, but obviously, this later on leads to another big fight between her and her mother, and then obviously it gives Meadow the idea. Of, well, I'm gonna do something about it. And goes, to, and that's about is going to a witch, and um, for a spell to change her fit. You know, the the witch goes along. Well, this you take this. This will help you to change your fit. Which we all know technically, as a viewer can start to think, well, that's a load of cod swallow. Because really, what it's going to do is set up the rest of the film, which it does. Because murder uses this um, spell she's given. Hands off! Who thought it was going to be mad that drunk it first? To think, well, this will change my fate and give me what my life wanted. Who thought it was that? You know, because I definitely did. I didn't think it was to be used, meant to be used on Anna. I thought it was going to be used for murder so she can change about and get all these new, new, new confidence girls. Um, but no, it was used on Anna and it was obviously to turn her into a bear. And um, we're left with some... Um, Massive, oh, awkward comedy because we then spend the rest of the film with obviously Merida and Anna want, um, then as a bear, Merida realizes what she's done and decides to go on this big quest to obviously change her mother back. Um, it's supposed to be from this point, it's supposed to be sort of like the learning curve for both Merida and Anna, and it's to learn to see things from each of their point of views. But really, we spend a lot of time because Ella is actually a black bear and not gone for a Pixar-type character where you can just give her, her still her speech. No, she went for the obvious route of, well, it's just going to be a bear. Which I think is brilliant because you don't really want to give Ella any more dialogue so she can fire back because you easily could have gone that route of, well, it's now a bear. I can still talk and give you all this stuff, young lady. I'm glad it was not that. I'm glad it actually just decided, no, we'll make her an actual bear rather than a film animation bear where they would probably have to give you speech. Um, but it does, it, does, it does produce a lot of weird and awkward gags or some of this awkward comedy between the two. You know, trying to adapt and everything. And, oh, oh, it just, oh. I just, uh, it, it makes me cringe sometimes. Do I laugh? Do I not laugh? Um, and, you know, throughout this, the rest of the film, basically, because we basically, we basically spend the rest of the film with, with these two going on this big quest, basically, of self-discovery, but also to undo do the spell. Um, I do have some of the moments when Erna becomes men mentally a bear and he ends up attacking Murder until she regains her, she regains her composure. Um, I do love it because it just shows how, you know, the effect of the spell is, is having and how it could easily make you forget who you are completely and just become what you now are. Um, 
But there's a nice little bit when uh, Ella is a bear when we have Mordu um, attacking. Um, and basically, Ella as a bear helps Merida. And that's supposed to be a nice thing of a mother and father, daughter sort of really like bonding. Um, but it also, but also, it also makes me realize, well, unless I don't, we don't get this spell sorted, that is what her mother's going to become and lose her human, human self, really. Um, and then also we get the weird, um, dark moot scenes of the bear, of when they get back to the castle and, um, Merida has to basically stop everybody from trying to attack, um, attack, basically attack the queen. Because they don't see that, they just see a great big bear. But no, but I love how Amanda she takes charge here um, and goes, no, this and that, no, it's this, 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 and this, and basically acts like a future ruler in making what she could be if she basically just borrowed her mother and wanted to conform. But no, doesn't, and I do love that with part of Amanda. Basically, though, they do are able to tell them about, and they both then realise where they've been going wrong in their lives. You know, how neither of them have really listened to one another and expecting them to do, mainly with Ella, um, expecting her to be her daughter to go down this route, but actually Ella was got a different route in life. Um, eventually, Ella accepts that and they basically repair that mother-daughter relationship. Uh, now because even stronger and closer because because at the end of it um Ella realizes that um yeah I shouldn't really have tried to make my daughter do this if she didn't want to or make her do that. Um yeah. So in all we do get to see uh, yeah, and also we get to fish off the film with um, the two the two girls um sewing a new tapestry together of murder with Ella as a bear until they get called back to the doctor to say goodbye to the lords. Uh, and obviously Merida doesn't get to go through the thing and race marriage, thank God for that. And the two ride around their horses and journey around Scotland and it just, as I say, strengthens that. It sort of, well, at first it repairs the mother-daughter relationship, but it sort of makes their bonding, that bonding more stronger and closer now than they were at the start of the film. Um, so yeah, so that brings it all to conclusions in general. I just like to things off for really. some final thoughts I really do just love how Merida is not like a typical princess um, because that's easy what this could have been it easily could have been one of those princessy films but it wasn't and that's mainly due to the fact that Pixar did not make her a typical princess where a typical princess would normally be in those stereotypes surrounded by woodland animals who they would talk to or focus on <gasps> looking nice and pretty make sure hair's all right and of course be all like <gasps> i need to find a prince i need to get a boyfriend it's like oh give me a break girl seriously it's more to life than wanting to find a partner trust me okay just trust me on that um and i do love how she's rebellious and how you know even though she looks like the prin a princess doesn't really act like a princess um, and how she can be relatable to us all because we've all probably had those moments of life where we, you know, our, our ambitions and what we see ourselves in life 
have an impact on, you know, what our parents and the rest of our family think. And it's that strain of, it's, you know, trying to make both sides see each other's side. Um, and it's always, it's always a difficult thing, I, um, as I do, can relate here. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, parents need to listen to the kids more often. Taught that in Ratatouille, and we're taught here in Brave through these two amazing characters. We have got an episode on, on Remy coming up, but that's not going to be for quite a while. But just have to bring him up because I feel there are similarities between him and Murder. You know, they're both, you know, they're both sort of rebellious against their families. They both have big ambitions for themselves, that themselves, and each of them have a parent who um, wants to basically keep their child in the box. You know, not let them see the big, 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 wild world. You know, and be like, what's the story? And all that. Oh, they're about to go on Bar Movie! <laughs> Sorry. It's set in Scotland. It just made me fall by the movie, but I just went, what's the story? Oh. Oh, I did it. Oh, I'm probably doing the actions now to speak, you know. Go, oh, what's the story? No, the bubbles. Oh, no. Uh, if any of you watch, not watch, listen to this in the uh, in the in the in the UK, there's this there's this TV show about when I was a kid called Balamori set in Scotland. And they always would say, "So what's the story in Balamori?" And they did a little action, and you really tell us the story. But that just made me fall. <laughs> this film is brave is saying, "Well, maybe she's Scottish. No, maybe she has met Miss Hooley and Josie Jump." Never know. <laughs> oh, it's set in Scotland. It just made brave, brave is set in Scotland. And made Scottish. And you know, me to say what? So it just made me think about them. <laughs> I love that show. I really did. It was one of my favourite shows when I was a kid growing up. And I still love it. And I still love it. And remember it to this very, very day. <laughs> Nearly. Nearly almost 20 years on what? <laughs> oh dear. But yeah. Um, what was I saying? Yeah, so, oh yeah, with Remy and Murder, there's so nice between these two characters in particular, how they, um, many how they both have parents who want to keep their kids in a box and not really allow them to go out there and be the person they want to be, you know, and, um, yeah, just let them go. It's a mess. It's a message for parents. These two particular films and with these two characters, where you basically have got to let them be free, let them run wild, let them explore the big wide world. You know, and when they come back to you, they can all you can ask them. So what's the story? And they can go, well, wow. <laughs> oh, I brought that on my. I brought that on myself. <laughs> right, I think we better wrap this up because not be not because this is about this is going off piste again, but and this is way way off piste because it's not anything rare but Pixar at all. It's rare at all. I'm referencing a my one well, of my favorite kids TV shows from CBeebies. Which a lot of viewers are not going to recognise what that's about. Um, yeah. All in all, 
I have to say the lady in Murder, I do quite like her as a character and um, I just love her for not conforming to all those typical princess stereotypes and just being rebellious and being her. And you go girl, yeah you go, go murder. I'm now going, that's it, that is the end of it, that is the end of another amazing episode. I'm off to now go watch some Balmori. <laughs> Because I just set myself off. Oh, oh. Um, oh dear. Um, by the way, my favourite, my, actually Miss Hoodie is one of my, was one of my favourite characters. <laughs> um, so I managed to reference one of my favourite characters from my favourite kids TV shows when I was a kid. <laughs> Meredith was Scottish, you know, she was Scottish. It was one of those lovely rare moments when it's not a Pixar film set in America. It was set here in Scotland. Uh, oh. Thank you. For oh, God, I need to sign off. I need to. It's going, it's going really... I've slipped myself to hysterics now. It's gone off piece. It's really hard. I do apologise if you're listening to this and you're thinking, what the hell is he doing? Oh, alright. I'm off to go watch some Balamori. Thank you as always for listening, my dear friends. And until the next time, this has been... Let me see if I can say it right, say it in a straight face. This has been what I love about... <laughs> about Merita! <laughs> <laughs>